in verse 1. One, one verse of scripture this morning, Joel chapter 2 and verse 1. It's a scripture that will be familiar to many. Uh, you're going to read it and you recognize it immediately. And I just feel like the Lord gave me a message yesterday afternoon from this passage of scripture. And I want to share it with you today. Joel chapter 2 and verse 1. If you have it, would you say amen? Amen. Let's try that again. If you love the Lord, would you say amen? Amen. amen. Joel 2 and 1 says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land of Israel... Let me start all over. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Amen. Blow the trumpet in Zion, the prophet says. I want to preach for a few moments from this subject, that annoying person. That annoying person. Would you pray with me, Lord Jesus? I love you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your anointing. I thank you for the presence of God that I feel in this house on a Sunday morning. And I'm asking God the next few moments uh, that you would move into this place and that you would challenge us, God, to become that annoying person, Lord. That you'd challenge us, Lord, to become what you've called us to be, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus Christ, would you say amen? Amen. You may be seated. Yesterday afternoon... A message on Twitter caught my eye. It said this. To that annoying person who drove through my neighborhood yesterday morning, honking like a madman and waking me from my pleasant sleep. Thank you. You saved my life. The message in and of itself was intriguing. But it was the hashtag that gave it context. Because the hashtag said, Camp Fire. Authorities believe that at 6.33 this past Thursday morning, power lines uh, arced together causing a spark. Just one simple spark in the Camp Creek National Recreation Area. It was a, uh, that one smart became a small blaze, uh, but it quickly became one of the several wildfires that are ravaging California on this Sunday morning. The Camp Fire is what it's called, and it has quickly become the single most devastating fire to ever occur in the state of California. I want you to think about that for a minute. From Thursday to Sunday, I know some. there have been some incredible fires rage across California. From Thursday to Sunday, that short period of time, this fire has become the most destructive and devastating fire ever to burn in the state of California. It has consumed more than 105,000 acres, which amounts to an area more than twice the size of the city of San Francisco. It has destroyed more than 6,453 single-family homes uh, and about 260 commercial buildings. Uh, and before it is put out, it is likely to destroy 15,000 more structures. But buildings can be replaced. When the fire burns out, people will return and they will rebuild their homes and their communities. And they'll, they'll put back together the things that the fire has destroyed. Uh, but the most devastating loss is the 25 confirmed deaths 
with more than 100 people still unaccounted for. The campfire alone, among three fires that are burning in California right now, has killed at least nine people as, as it advances faster than anyone ever anticipated. It's devouring entire towns, burning them to the ground with little or no warning. People are being taken completely by surprise as the fire comes racing out of the surrounding hills and consumes everything in its path. And in the midst of that death and devastation, we find this message. The story of a nameless hero driving madly through the neighborhood in the path of the fire at their own peril, honking their horn like a madman. It was that incessant wailing of the horn that awakened Cat Costa from her drowsy slumber just in time to escape with her life. It was the way she addressed her message that got a hold of me yesterday to that annoying person who drove through my neighborhood yesterday morning honking like a madman and waking me up from a pleasant sleep. And at that point, you're prepared to read a stern rebuke. But instead, she expresses heartfelt thanks. Thank you. You saved my life. It made me begin to think about the church's role as a watchman on the walls for the entire world. And for too long, we've listened to voices in our society that condemn and complain and label us as annoying people, calling us madmen who incessantly drag the Bible into public life. Uh, but for a few moments this morning, I want you to hear another voice, uh, not the prevalent voice of our culture, not the prevalent voice of our media, media not the prevalent voice of all the things that are trying to suppress uh, the, the call of God on your life, uh, but I want you to hear the voice of a soul that was saved. Uh, I want you to hear the voice of one they cries out for all the world to hear. I don't know who you are, but to that annoying person, thank you. Thank you for pulling me from the fire before it was too late. Thank you for sounding an alarm before it was too late. Thank you for getting my attention, waking me from my sleep. You need to hear that voice this morning. Because there's a spiritual wildfire blazing across our land. The impending judgment of God is coming to this world and people just like Cat Costa are sound asleep and blissfully unaware that their lives are racing headlong towards eternal disaster. Amen? Are you with me? And it is our job. We are the church. We are the watchmen on the walls, and it is our mission. It is our calling. Uh, it is what we were saved for. This is why you're in this glorious church. Uh, you're not here just to make heaven your home. Uh, you're not here just so you can save your four uh, and no more. Uh, it is our calling to sound the alarm uh, before it's too late. Uh, it's our calling uh, to make a cry, to sound an alarm, uh, to blow the trumpet in Zion, uh, to let somebody know judgment is coming. Amen. 
It's time to move past the fear of offending someone. That annoying person in the car. Honking his horn like a madman. Didn't care if he or she offended anybody. The only thing they cared about was saving lives. It's high time the church became gripped by the urgency of the day and time in which we live. It's high time we came to recognize uh, what's going on in a world that's around us. Uh, amen. The book of Revelation is not just an odd collection of doomsday prophecies that's tucked into the back of your Bible. Uh, they are the prophetic foretelling uh, of the destruction and judgment and heartache uh, that is soon going to engulf this world. Uh, amen. It is the prophetic foretelling uh, of the coming down uh, of everything that man has built, uh, of the destruction uh, of all the wisdom of humanity amen of the coming judgment of God and we are the church and our refuge is the Lord Jesus Christ and we have been saved from that terrible wrath of judgment and we can be assured that come what may God is going to take care of us amen no matter how it unfolds no matter when he comes back no matter what happens in between now and then we have this one assurance amen we're in the ark of safety. Uh, we've been saved. Uh, amen. He's going to watch over us. Uh, he's going to take care of us. Uh, he's going to protect us and provide for us. But there are many others, men, women, and children, who are not yet in the ark of safety, and they don't have that promise. I want you to understand the gravity of the situation. Judgment's coming. The trump of God is going to sound, my friend. This world is going to come to its final reckoning. Uh, and the God of glory in his righteous wrath and indignation uh, is going to pour out his judgment uh, on a world that has rejected him. Uh, and it should stir us up. Uh, it should shake us. Uh, it should motivate us to action. Uh, amen, sir. Your close friend at work uh, that doesn't know the Lord uh, is destined for eternal judgment. Uh, if you don't step in, uh, you may have that friend uh, that that you're drawn to, uh, that you share conversations with, uh, that is close to your heart, uh, is destined for the horrible wrath of God if you don't open up your mouth uh, and sound a warning before it's too late. It's not just a doomsday message. It is the truth. Uh, the Lord is coming back uh, with a shout uh, and the trump of the archangel of God. Uh, he's going to catch his church away. Amen. Uh, and he's going he's to take his church out of here uh, and complete and utter darkness uh, and destruction uh, and death uh, and devastation uh, is going to be loosed on this world. I want you to get an image this morning of that annoying person honking their horn like a madman, doing whatever they can to wake up one person, to warn just one more soul, to let somebody know judgment's coming, uh, to let somebody know that fire's racing down, uh, to let somebody know you need to be stirred out of your sleep, uh, you need to be stirred out of your comfort, uh, you need to be stirred out of your complacency. Uh, if you don't move soon, you're going to lose it all. I want you to get it in your heart. I don't have a profound message. I have a simple thought that the Lord dropped into my spirit yesterday. I want you to get it deep down into your heart. Amen. That, that uh, annoying 
person. That annoying person that just doesn't care what anybody thinks. That just doesn't care what anybody's going to say. That just doesn't care that, that anybody's going to mind. Uh, amen. But is doing everything that he or she can uh, to warn the world before it is too late. That annoying person who at the risk of their own life with the wildfire bearing down behind them, uh, with absolutely no assurance uh, that they themselves would make it to safety. Uh, that annoying person uh, that hung around in the path of destruction uh, with reckless abandon, uh, doing everything that he or she could uh, to sound the alarm. That annoying person honking their horn like a madman. That person represents what the church is supposed to be in this end time. Listen, whoever was in that car was already on their way to safety. They'd already made good their escape. They'd already fled from their own home. They were already fleeing for the lives right along with everyone else around them. And when they drove past that sleepy little neighborhood in the path of that fire, they could have kept on going uh, just like countless other cars did. Uh, they could have went right along with the flow. Uh, but somehow uh, something got a hold of them. Uh, listen, that fire had shifted uh, so suddenly uh, and it was moving so fastly uh, that there was no time to get the warning out. Uh, there was no way to let people know. Uh, and there were many, many people uh, who were caught in the path uh, of that fire that had absolutely no idea that it was coming. How terrible would it be to know that disaster was coming and silently rush off to safety without caring about anybody else? That annoying person could not bring themselves to do that. So they abandoned the route of escape. They made a detour into a neighborhood and they began to wildly blow their horn, honking as loud as they could, as frantically as they could with, with a rhythm that, that would wake the dead. Amen. They were doing everything they could uh, to stir somebody up. Uh, it reminded me as I began to think about it uh, of our text this morning. The prophet said, blow the trumpet in Zion. Uh, sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Uh, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. Uh, for the day of the Lord cometh, uh, for it is nigh at hand. The church is the watchman on the walls of our world. And it is our job to sound the warning to warn of impending judgment. Uh, that's the image that Joel invokes. Uh, Blow the trumpet in Zion, he says. Uh, sound the alarm uh, on God's holy mountain. Uh, amen. That trumpet that he's talking about uh, is the shofar. Uh, it's the ram's horn. Uh, it was dedicated uh, to the watchman on the wall. Uh, he carried it uh, on the outskirts of the city, uh, on that wall of protection. Uh, and he, when he saw danger coming... Uh, he would blow that horn and that horn was the ancient equivalent to a modern day tornado siren it let everybody know danger's coming normally that kind of warning came from the outer fringes it came from the borders and the highest hills that surrounded the city 
But the prophet says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Oh, Zion isn't on the fringes. Zion is the heart of that city. Uh, it is the temple mount. Uh, it is the place where the glory of God dwells. Uh, it's at the very center of everything. Uh, I want you to understand in this house on a Sunday morning uh, that Zion represents the church. Uh, amen. And it is the church uh, that God commissions. Uh, the alarm that will save our world, uh, uh, that, that will that will help our world escape uh, this coming judgment. Uh, is it going to rise from government? Uh, it isn't going to rise from an emergency broadcast system. Uh, it isn't going to be broadcast by the school system uh, or the culture uh, or the society. Uh, it's going to be a cry that originates uh, in the house of God. Amen. Blow the trumpet in Zion. That's who we are. We are that annoying person in the car. We are those people uh, honking the horn uh, for all it's worth, uh, doing our best uh, to warn as many as we can uh, before it's too late. Uh, that's the posture of the church, honey. Uh, amen. I want to challenge you in this house uh, on a Sunday morning uh, to examine your life, uh, to look at you the way you view the world uh, and the way you view the lost people uh, that are around you. Uh, is that who you are? That annoying person. That annoying person. Oh, I wanted to challenge you in this house on a Sunday morning. That annoying person. Didn't care what others were going to think. Didn't care what kind of names they may call them. Didn't care how much they would dislike them. Did not care that that lady was going to wake from her sleep upset that she had been stirred from her sleep. That annoying person only cared that people were going to die. Only cared that if somebody didn't sound the alarm, if somebody didn't make a warning, if somebody didn't tell them before it was too late, amen, that they were going to, somebody somewhere was going to lose it all. I don't know, maybe it was a, a grandma or a grandpa driving that car. I, I, we have no idea who that anonymous hero is. Maybe they had some loved one on their mind that they could not get to, that they could not, that it was out of their reach, amen. And maybe they thought, I'm going to do what I hope somebody else will do, I'm going to pull off right here in this neighborhood uh, and I'm going to wake up everybody I can wake up uh, and I'm going to let everybody I can reach uh, I'm going to let them know danger's coming and I'm going to hope that somewhere wherever my loved one is that there's somebody that's going to be willing to do the same thing that annoying person oh you need to personalize it my friend you need to recognize what's going on in the world around you uh, amen you need to be gripped by that that same passion uh, that got a hold of that annoying person uh, in that vehicle uh, if we don't sound the alarm uh, people we care about people we love, uh, people that are friends of ours, uh, people that are close to us uh, are going to face the judgment and the wrath of God if we don't sound the alarm. Zion was the place where the glory of the Lord dwelt. And the horn that called not from the edges of the city or the borders and outlying hills, but called from the center of the city. That horn was as much an invitation 
as it was a warning. It was an invitation to gather into the house of God. It was an invitation to come and see the salvation of the Lord. The warning sounds from the house of God, from that holy hill of God. Uh, not so that it just would warn folks uh, that danger is coming, uh, but so that it would invite folks, uh, come, uh, there is an ark, uh, there is a refuge, uh, there is a place of safety, uh, there is a place that you can come uh, and be saved from this terrible destruction uh, that is coming. Uh, amen. I'm here to talk to you about the mission of the church. Uh, I'm here to talk to you about who we are and what we are. We are that annoying person. And it is our calling to call the world. There's a place of refuge. There's a place of safety. There's a place of escape. Listen, disaster is coming. And so world's in trouble. It doesn't take a wise man to figure that out. You don't have to have any kind of knowledge at all to open up the newspaper and recognize we're, we're in trouble. Amen. But the church has the answer. There is a way of escape. There is a city of refuge. There is an ark of safety. There is a place of protection. And our calling, indeed our very mission in life, is to go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in to that ark of safety. That's what we're called to do. We're called to be that annoying person who just keeps blowing the horn, that keeps warning everybody and anybody who will listen, compelling them, come, 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 before it's too late. Yesterday afternoon, there was a break in the strong winds that had been driving those fires forward, and they paused in place. The, the wind let up, and the, the spread of the fire slowed. It had been consuming hundreds of acres a minute, and all of a sudden, it, it slowed drastically. And people were able to pause for a moment as the disaster seemed to be less imminent than it was before. But in the midst of that lull, the fire chief of Ventura County, Mark Lorenzen, sounded this warning. He said, don't be lulled by a false sense of security. Right now, Mother Nature has given us a short reprieve. The winds are not blowing. But we already know that tomorrow, Mother Nature is going to turn the fan back on. And the winds are going to start blowing again. Uh, and these fires are going to start moving as fast as ever. Uh, and he proceeded to warn folks uh, to evacuate while there was still time. Uh, don't get lulled in a sense of safety. Uh, don't get lulled into a sense of complacency. Don't think that now that since it stopped where it is, uh, amen, all of a sudden you're out of danger. Uh, you need to recognize uh, it's coming. Our world has been lulled into a sense of false security because the warning cry has been sounded for so long because judgment seems so far away, because it seems as if it never will happen, because the wind seems to have died down, uh, and judgment seems to have been held off. Uh, folks have let their guard down. Uh, they drifted off to sleep. Uh, they've become complacent and comfortable. Uh, but the truth is uh, that that sense of security is false. Uh, God delays judgment for mercy's sake. But you can mark it down. It's still coming. God holds back His wrath for the span of time for mercy to work. 
but you can write it down, honey. It's going to happen just like he said it would. Uh, just as surely as the sun uh, is going to rise in the east tomorrow morning, uh, that day of fire and judgment uh, is coming to this world. It's a simple message, but I hope it challenges your heart. We must be that annoying person. We must sound the alarm. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. It's time for the church to get behind the wheel and become that annoying person. It's time for the church uh, to become possessed with the burden that is ours to bear. There are people around us uh, that are not going to make it uh, if somebody doesn't tell them uh, how, how wrong would it be, how terrible would it be to know that fire was coming and drive right past those homes and never care enough you know, I care about the lost. How much do you care? Do you care enough to become that annoying person? Do you care enough to say, I'm going to warn them whether they like it or not, whether they like me or not? We want too much to be liked. We, we care too much what people think. I'm so thankful. There's a woman in California named Kat Costa who is thankful that there was somebody that decided, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what they're going to, well, I don't even need anybody to know who I am. I'm just going to scream at the top of my lungs. I'm just going to blow the horn as loud as I can. I'm just going to warn whoever I can. Get out of here. Judgment is coming danger is coming it's time to escape it's time for the church to get behind the wheel and become that person that person that cares more about saving your life than earning your favor that person that cares more about the salvation of your soul than having you like them than having you approve of them. That person that says you you can talk about me behind your back or behind my back all you want to, but I'm never going to stop talking about the goodness of the Lord. Uh, you can mock me and deride me, but honey, I'm going to keep telling you because one of these days uh, I'm going to stand before the throne of God uh, and I want to be able to say I was that annoying person. Hallelujah. I shared what I had. I did my best to reach my world. It's time for the church to become mindful of our mission. Amen? We've been saved so that we could reach someone else with the gospel before it's too late. That's why he brought you into the church. That's why you've been saved. So you could reach a lost world. God manifested himself in flesh. He came as a man. As a man, he influenced thousands he commissioned 12. And then after his death and resurrection, he was caught up into glory. He told the 12, you go and tarry until you be endued with power from on high. The Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. He said it's going to make you witnesses. You know what it means to be a witness, don't you? It doesn't mean that you wear a nice suit and tie and go around and knock doors. It can include that. But the Greek word there is a martyr. To be a witness 
is to be willing to say, I lay down my life so that others might know. I give of myself, my time, my reputation. I'm willing to become that annoying person. Holy Ghost fell in the upper room on that, that day of Pentecost. And a church was commissioned to reach the world. Instead of one God on location in one man, it was God on location in his church. And they spread throughout the Roman kingdom like like wildfire. Amen. It started that day. And they started baptizing. And people started getting filled with the Holy Ghost. And before it was over with, they would say to them, these are those that turned the world upside down. Why? Because they were possessed with that same passion of that annoying person. Would you stand with me? I know it's a different kind of message this morning. It's not oriented towards the saving of your own soul. It's oriented towards a lost world that needs to hear the alarm that only you can sound. It's oriented towards the men, women, and children that you know that if you don't reach them, they're going to be lost. It's oriented towards a world that's standing on the verge of judgment, towards a fire that's racing out of the hills. It's oriented towards some stranger that you haven't even met yet that's been lulled off to sleep by a sense of complacency. It is a calling to the church to become that annoying person, to recognize why we exist, we were never meant to be loved by society. We were never meant to be embraced by our culture. We were always supposed to be that annoying person honking the horn like a madman, trying to warn just one more person before it's too late. I'm going to call you to a place of prayer this morning. This is where I want you to pray. First of all, I want you to ask God to make you more mission-minded. Help me remember why I'm here. Let me shift the focus from myself. We're so self-centered and everything is so inward focused uh, that person uh, that annoying person uh, their focus wasn't on themselves if that was all they were thinking about they'd been miles down the road uh, but they weren't uh, amen they're driving through a neighborhood uh, honking their horn as loud as they can uh, amen we need to get the focus off of ourselves uh, and we need to see a lost world i want you to pray that god would lead you to somebody this week that's ready to hear this gospel. Lord, I'm willing. Would you send me? Let me drive by the neighborhood. Let me recognize the opportunity. Help me to seize the moment, God. Uh, one time, uh, one time I may have the chance uh, to share the gospel uh, with someone I love uh, or someone I care about. There may be that one optimal moment. Help me, Lord, to seize it. I want you to pray, God, give me that chance this week. And I want you to pray that you'd find the boldness to become that annoying person.
to find the boldness to be willing to disturb someone no matter what it costs you. And in order to encourage you in that, I want you to hear the words of someone who is saved by that annoying person. Thank you. You saved my life. It's no trivial thing. Thank you. You saved my life. I'm going to tell you, if you can ever get a hold of this, if you can ever become what God's calling you to be, that annoying person sounding the alarm everywhere you go, one of these days you're going to stand in eternity. And every soul you've reached is going to rise up and say, Thank you. To that annoying guy in the office next door, Thank you. To that annoying person that just would not leave me alone, Thank you. To that annoying friend uh, who bothered me and bothered me about coming to church. Thank you. Thank you. You saved my life. You didn't care how annoying you were. You didn't care how often you were rejected. You didn't care how many times I turned away. You were the watchman on the wall. Constantly sounding the alarm over and over and over again until finally it woke me up. Until finally. What would have happened if he pulled off in that neighborhood and he blew his horn one time and said, All right, we're all good. And drove away. I'm going to tell you what would happen. There'd be another, another dead body added to that death toll. I can't see any results, Pastor. I, I don't see anything happening. I'm doing everything I know to do, and I, it doesn't seem to be making any difference at all. That's okay. Keep blowing the horn. Be that annoying person. I come to challenge you in this house on a Sunday morning. Hear the call of God. He speak more into your heart in the next few moments than I ever could in a thousand, thousands and thousands of hours of preaching. I'm asking you to turn your heart towards heaven because God's going to lay a soul on your heart today. God's going to lay a burden on your life today. There's some unnamed person that you may not even know that God's going to put in your path this week. And it is your job to be the watchman on the wall. It is your job to sound the warning. It is your job to call out before it's too late. Why don't you come to this altar on a Sunday morning? Why don't you turn your heart towards heaven? Why don't you tell him, Lord, help me to be more mission-minded. Help me to remember why I'm here. Help me not to get weary in well-doing, God, but help me, Lord, to remember the importance. Help me to remember the importance of what I do, God. Oh, I want to reach somebody. I have to reach somebody.